0: And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately he got the handoff. You
1: know the <laughs> Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you listen.
2: Thank you from the jet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to break down the film of the running back the Jets picked in the second round of the 2022 NFL Draft, Brees Hall of Iowa State, with our friend who does all the film over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother?
3: Not too much, just making a whole lot of film reviews, watching a lot of tape of these guys. Um, who had all this success in college and, and how it's going to translate to the Jets' system. So looking forward to talking a little Brees Hall today.
2: Let's start with the fact that Brees Hall seems to be a prototypical fit in the Shanahan offense, which is more or less what the Jets run. Talk to me about why Brees Hall is a perfect fit for the scheme.
3: I think with Brees, it's all about the vision, the one-cut ability, the decisive decision-making that he has. And the ability to get outside and Joe Douglas referenced it perfectly. A lot of the time when JD speaks about prospects, you hear him say he's gritty. He's a competitor. He loves football. But when he talked about Brees Hall, he said acceleration to daylight. And that's almost a perfect way to sum up how I watched him or how I viewed him watching Iowa State. He's so good at building up like a train he gets that momentum going once he he gets outside and gets to the edge he's able to then accelerate and start to pull away from defenders so that's where he has the home run threat ability as well that shanahan's always liked out of his running backs and this system loves uh, taking advantage of the wide and outside zone so I think that's a key aspect, but it's also it's making the right decisions and going from D to C to B, talking about gaps. That's how the outside and wide zone is run. You're reading from outside to inside, being patient, making sure you understand your cutback lanes and when to accelerate and make that decision and get north-south. So I think there are things that Brees Hall does extremely well. Uh, he's also a very apt pass catcher. The blocking is okay. I think it was probably... Uh, sold as a bit better than it is by the draft community. I think it's solid. I think there's some room for improvement, but all in all, he could be a three down back. He's going to be an excellent compliment that will let the Jets uh, accentuate the skill set of Michael Carter as well. So I think it was a fantastic pick. I'll be honest, I didn't expect it. But when you look at Briggs Hall, what he did at Iowa State, what the Shanahan offense requires and what Michael Fleur wants, it's a perfect marriage.
2: Luke, you just talked about how Brees Hall will be a nice complement to what Michael Carter does. Can you expand upon that a little bit? Yeah, I
3: think you want Michael Carter getting 12 to 15 touches a game. And he had some banged up injuries. He was on the field a lot on first and second down. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. Every time that I saw Ty Johnson on the field on third down, I just wanted to drink and slam my head against a wall at 5 a.m. in Australia. And this year, we're going to have more Michael Carter on the field on important third downs. He's a much better pass blocker. He's still got that explosive ability as a pass catcher. I think he's actually a better route runner. Those things really lend himself towards down. Sorry, being on the field on third down. Look, I'm not saying Michael Carter can only do that. He would have had 12 or 1300 total yards if he didn't get injured last year. I think he's fantastic. That's why I was surprised by the Brees Hall pick. But when you allow Brees Hall to be the hammer, and he's a thick dude. Baldy talked about it on the Jets podcast. Yes, uh, maybe yesterday. He's 217 pounds, but he's all lower body. His, lo- his legs, his trunk and his butt, they're built to take punishment in this league. That sounded kind of weird. So, uh, but yeah, Bryce Hall, sorry, Brees Hall will allow some of that pressure, some of the workload to, to come off Michael Carter's shoulders. He can be explosive. He can be on the field on third down. You can use him more out of shotgun and in certain looks. So I think it's just going to lead to, um, an improved situation for the Jets backfield, more explosive plays. And also Zach Wilson having a reliable pass catcher on the field at all times in the backfield.
2: Stylistically, the two running backs that came to mind when I watched Brees Hall, first and foremost, Kareem Hunt. I think that's the best comparison that there is. And in a future show that we're going to do on Brees Hall, which you'll hear next week, you're going to hear all about how the person who discovered Brees Hall when he was in high school, Wichita, Kansas, Also believe that he was similar to Kareem Hunt, but there's also a comparison to be made to Le'Veon Bell. Now, Jets fans will hear that and they'll shudder and they'll start to shake and they'll have PTSD. But I'm not talking about Jets Le'Veon Bell. I'm talking about Pittsburgh Steelers Le'Veon Bell, the patience, the one cut, like you said, but the acceleration part, I think, is more along the lines of Kareem Hunt because Brees Hall is not necessarily known as a track star, but he did run a 4.39, and he is very fast, especially for his size. So talk to me a little bit in terms of what I was just talking about with the running style and how he sort of resembles both Le'Veon Bell and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, for
3: sure. I'll start with Le'Veon Bell. I think I didn't watch a ton of Brees Hall in the uh, preseason or sorry, in the the pre-draft Uh, part of the season because I just didn't anticipate the Jets taking a running back and you start hearing Le'Veon Bell and you just think okay he's got a bit of patience but they're just taking it to that level because that's the only example people can draw upon in the community it it is there I got to be honest with you when I watch more and more of the Iowa State film it so many running backs in the NFL are in a hurry to get from point a to point b and in doing so, they're going to outrun their blocks and their footwork gets ahead of the blocks. And then you miss a lane opening up because you've arrived early to your, to your target point. And when you're in the outside zone or the wide zone and your target point is the 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 what ghost tight end, so outside shoulder of the tight end, you need to make sure you're disciplined. And you need to make sure that you're not getting there before the blocks and the lanes present themselves. Brees Hall does an excellent job of that. And then his acceleration, you're right. It's definitely, he's got a little more twitch than Le'Veon Bell ever had. But the style, stylistically, I think it's there. As a pass catcher, not so much. I kind of said he was a similar pass catcher to Dalvin Cook. I think he's the guy you throw a swing pass, a screen, uh, maybe you give him a little draw on third and long and you let him go to work. He's not a route runner like a a Le'Veon Bell um, or a Christian McCaffrey or someone like that. So I think he falls into that kind of middle tier of pass catchers. As far as Kareem Hunt, I just think he's got that acceleration in the hole. Kareem Hunt also has excellent vision. He can be a guy that you can use in the backfield. Kansas City did it really well even before he went to Cleveland. Um, So I think there's definitely similarities to both. I think Arian Foster's even a guy I saw a bit of. I know we talked about him, Scott, when we were looking at uh, Spiller from Texas A&M in the pre-draft process. I can see a little bit of his running style um, in Brees Hall as well. So look, they're all good names. Uh, to draw upon. They're all good people to be compared to. So if he can have that success and look, I'm going to go back to Le'Veon Bell for one second. In 2018, when he was signed, I think it was 2018, 2019, maybe the issue was the offensive line. You look at the game against uh, Cleveland on Monday night football, where Trevor Simeon broke his leg. Le'Veon Bell was still doing ridiculous things as far as change of direction, patience burst. But when you don't have a good offensive line, there's nothing that a running back can do, no matter how patient they are. And that's the conversation that I think you had with George from PFF over the last couple of days, Scott, is that when you have the offensive line, running back becomes more valuable. And that patience and the skill set of someone like Brees Hall is going to be accentuated and it's going to be allowed to flourish. Okay,
0: round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
2: Luke, let's talk a little bit more about the offensive line. This is the first time in quite a while where at least on paper, it looks like it could be at least a league average offensive line. How do you see Brees Hall fitting behind this offensive line? Because we talked about his running style and how it's necessary for the offensive line to be of at least a reasonably high quality for a running back to succeed using his style. We talked about that with Le'Veon Bell. How does this offensive line play into that, specifically the five guys that are going to start?
3: I think it's a perfect combination of mobility and play strength and the ability to displace people at the line of scrimmage. If you look at three of the Jets starting linemen, Lakin Tomlinson, Elijah Tucker, makai Becton, they're all guys that can legitimately maul you. They can just take you back from the line of scrimmage. That gives you or allows you to be more patient if you're Brees Hall because it's not a little lane. It may not be you know blocked exactly how it was drawn up, but he's able to read and react based on Makai Beckton taking 15, someone 15 yards to his left and driving him over the sideline. It makes lanes uh, wider. It allows you to be more explosive to use that speed to daylight. A guy like Najee Harris in Pittsburgh, we didn't see a lot of the long plays last year. Why was that? Because there wasn't a lot of displacement and there wasn't high level offensive line play. I think there's going to be a lot of running left behind Tomlinson and Makai Beckton. um, I think we'll see a little bit more running out of shotgun from the system. I know LaFleur's brother in green Bay does a lot of that. Um, obviously Mike was more of the San Francisco running with a fullback had uh uh, Tavon, Trayvon wesco in the game and stuff like that. But I think we'll see a little more shotgun running. You'll see Brees Hall running left, a ton to the front side. George Fant just isn't quite as good a run blocker. McGovern's got the ability to climb to the second level and combo block uh, in this outside wide zone scheme. Um, so I think it's a perfect fit. I think The marriage is very good. And as I said, it just allows him to be a more valuable piece. You can't really justify a running back in the second round if your offensive line is poor. But when you're the Colts, or even Denver and where their offensive line is, you can take a Javante Williams or a Jonathan Taylor and have extreme amounts of success. I think that's the blueprint the Jets are trying to follow, and that's what they've done with Brees Hall. So all in all, I expected this line to be top 12, top 10. They've got three or four first-round picks. They've got George Fan, who played as a top 25 percentile tackle. I guess you'd call it in the 75th percentile of tackles last year. Uh, Their worst lineman might be Connor McGovern, who was borderline a top 10 center. If the line's healthy, they can be dominant, and that's going to be a dangerous combination with Brees Hall.
2: Luke, let's talk a little bit more about his pass-catching ability. I watched his tape, and I saw some really good route running. We talked about Le'Veon Bell, and that was one of his strengths, too. Le'Veon Bell could run actual wide receiver quality routes, and that's what you see on Brees Hall's tape. I think that's another area where it's going to be very important, too, because if you can get a guy like him in the passing game making plays and being a real weapon, not just a running back catching the ball out of the backfield, plenty of running backs can do that, but a running back is a de facto lined up wide receiver on top of adding Garrett Wilson to the offense at wide receiver and the two tight ends that they added as well, C.J. Ozama and Tyler Conklin. That really helps round out what they're looking to build here.
3: Yeah, I think there's three tiers of good pass catching running backs. I kind of touched on this a little earlier, but I'll expand on it now. I think you've got your Le'Veon Bell's and your Christian McCaffrey's who could legitimately play slot receiver on any given Sunday. You've then got guys who excel running wide receiver routes. So I'm talking about things like Texas routes, option routes, um, not just you know dumping the ball like a Derrick Henry or a Leonard Fournette or someone like that. I think he fits in the middle tier. He's not just a dump the ball thrower screen to him he can run very good routes but they're kind of more within the running back tree which is completely fine that's how he's going to be utilized more i don't see them playing a lot of five wide and pushing him out and asking him to run wide receiver routes but if you get him matched up one-on-one with a linebacker running a texas route or an option route where he gets a decision to make that choice at the stem and he can have that connection with zach wilson it gives him easier outlets we saw what that did for mike white in the cincinnati game when your quarterback has an easy outlet and someone that's getting open quickly and can utilize and take advantage of mismatches against linebackers, for example, that's going to be huge for him. And then in conjunction with that, when you do want to chuck him a screen or, you know, some kind of designed, uh, designed touch in the passing game, he's not just going to be someone who can, you know, take it for five or seven yards. He can legitimately take it for 30 yards every time he touches the football. Chuck on the TCU game. That's the best advice I have for Jets fan, for Jets fans the spin moves, the dukes in space, the re-acceleration. He can make things happen in open space and in tight phone booth situations in the passing game. Uh, I think that's a great threat to have. And anytime you can take pressure off your young quarterback, it's a win. So I would say a good route runner, a very polished route runner, when you're talking about the running back route tree, I think he can do a lot of things in the design touches game and in screens. I'm not quite sure he's Le'Veon Bell. No one really is outside of Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's that tier underneath and that's still giving you a lot in this offense, especially when you incorporate Michael Carter too.
2: Another thing about Brees Hall that I think is worth mentioning, Luke, is that he's a really high-quality blocker, and that's something that Le'Veon Bell was able to do as well, and that was an underrated aspect of his game. Talk to me a little bit about Brees Hall as a blocker. He was fairly consistent. There were some instances where I said, come
3: on, Brees, get a body in front, just you know, lift that effort a little bit in the blocking game. There were one or two occasions when I thought his vision was a little bit poor, but then there was some certain games I put on and went, holy moly, this guy can seriously pass block. There were times when uh, teams, I can't think of the exact game off the top of my head, but they were running a linebacker twist. So two linebackers were blitzing, but they were both twisting like a stunt from the defensive line. He stepped up there, he passed the first one off to the guard, he stood in the hole and just absolutely whacked this linebacker, 240 pound athlete who was running out in the B gap. He did a fantastic job in situations like that. I thought the toughness is there And as most blocking situations for running backs and tight ends, it's about effort. And when his effort was high, I think he had really good technique. And he talked about it in his intro presser, that it was always pressed upon him that you want to be on the field. And the way you get on the field on second and third down and passing situations is by being a good pass catcher, but also pass blocking. So, He won't be a liability there. I think he could be really, really good, in all honesty. I think there were just some little inconsistencies that he just needs to to clean up and tidy up a little bit. Something's with the vision. But all in all, I walked away going, this guy can do it. And this guy can do it at a pretty high level. We just need to make sure we get it every Sunday. So again, I think they're going to have now a stable of backs they can use on third down. And that's the most pleasing thing because... Ty Johnson dropping balls and blowing coverages and going the wrong way with his protections and reading the wrong way from one to two with his linebackers and his responsibilities in the passing game and the blocking, it just it just got to me, as I said earlier. So now you have two guys that could legitimately be 1A running backs in the NFL, and one of those guys is going to be on the field every single third down. That's a huge win. Bryce Hall, sorry, Brees Hall, all in all, a, a really effective blocker. Just a few things to tidy up.
2: Luke, one of the biggest reasons that I was in favor of the Jets getting a running back relatively high is that I felt getting somebody like Brees Hall would take a ton of the pressure off of Zach Wilson because he could give the ball to Brees Hall 20 times a game. That doesn't necessarily mean handing him the ball could be a combination of passes and handoffs but that would allow Wilson to manage the game and be able to develop and eventually become a really good quarterback. That was the formula, and I've talked about this a lot, that Russell Wilson followed in Seattle with Marshawn Lynch there. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson's going to become that good, but it seems to be an effective way to bring a quarterback along. Talk to me a little bit about that philosophy and how you see it bearing out in 2022.
3: This system, Scott, wants to run the ball And he wants to set up everything they do with the crossing routes and the play action off of the running game. Whether you want to say that's not analytically correct and doesn't lead to the most EPA per per play, whatever, I don't care. That's how this system works and that's how it's run. Russell Wilson's a good example. If you're talking about a young quarterback who was built on D and run game, little like Mark Sanchez was when he first came to New York and they had success in 2009, 2010, the two examples that I want to lean towards, though, are more inside the system. Let's look at the 49ers a couple of years ago, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then let's look at Kirk Cousins. Both of those guys play in this system. Now, Zach's got more athleticism than them. He can do more outside of the pocket, but both Minnesota and San Francisco play this outside zone, wide zone type system with play action. They've always just been asked to manage the game. Look at Jimmy G. I'm sorry, he wasn't a top 10 quarterback. They still nearly, they came within one throw from Jimmy Garoppolo of winning a Super Bowl because of how efficiently Kyle Shanahan was able to plug and play running backs and get them success behind that beast of an offensive line with an elite D line on the other side with Robert Sulla. If the Jets can get that offensive line play and you plug in higher level running backs, hold on, Zach Wilson doesn't have to do that much at all. He can get away with throwing 22 to 25 pass attempts a game. Same with Cousins. So much play action, so much has been on the shoulders of Dalvin cook and then recently they've got him Justin Jefferson and things have kind of started to evolve. So I think there are another two great examples of the influence of the running game in this scheme and how it can allow you to be a game manager that term and that phrase or terminology has such a negative connotation to it but realistically for a young quarterback to be able to come in to not have to play outside the framework to raise and lift everybody up around them and to just be another cog until he's ready to take over and be a Herbert or be an Allen like we hope he can be I think that's an ideal situation and Brees Hall on the offensive line are going to be key parts to them allowing Zach Wilson to be a cog in the machine.
2: Luke anything else you think is worth mentioning about Brees Hall?
3: Just a very high character person. I mean, as everyone does, I listen to all the press conferences. He comes from a family with an experience of having athletes in the league. I know he's got an uncle, or maybe a cousin that have both played in the NFL before and had success. You can see that this guy just understands it. He's come from a good family. He's had good coaching. He was with Matt Campbell, my guy at Iowa State. He just screams another leader, a guy who was on the phone to Michael Carter asking advice, soaking things in already. And you just love those kind of people in the locker room. And look, I understand you want to win games, but culture is important in team sports and getting it right and getting the right people to buy in, in the building. I just feel like he's another young building and a building block and stepping stone for success for the New York jets. They've now got a core under 25 with Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay Becton, Zach Wilson. It's set up. Brees Hall is just another member in that crew that can be, the turnaround for the New York Jets that we are all been hoping for and have all been craving. And I just think he's a good dude and I think he's going to fit in really well.
2: Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down Brees Hall's film with me. Really appreciate it. For those that haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet and haven't been checking out our store over at teepublic.com, that's teepublic.com, tell them what they'll find there.
3: I'll start with T Public. Hopefully there's more stuff in the works, but there's already a ton of awesome Zach Wilson content uh, and and designs, I should say. My partner, Alex, helped put them together. She's underscore can I be frank on Instagram. And there's the Zach Wilson says go long range. I use it on a lot of the YouTube stuff with the branding. You've got Zach Wilson pointing downfield against Tennessee with the play like a jet logo in the background. Um, You've got the Zach, the ripper range. Eliza, sorry, um, Mackay, isn't Mackay Beckton? No, Quinn and Williams is the name I'm after. Sorry. Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers with the Bless You, Thank You range. Play Like a Jet logo merch. You can find all that stuff at T Public. If you jump on your your Twitter, Scott, um, at Play Like a Jet One, it's in your pinned tweet. Everyone, check us out there. And then across on the YouTube, there's so much happening at the moment. The last seven to 10 days, we've had film reviews on Max Mitchell, Brees Hall, Jeremy Ruckett. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone. There's another one in there too. Uh, Michael Clemens. We then looked at um, the uh, the Cincinnati offensive, uh, sorry, defensive lineman, and and whether the Jets are going to bring him in in free agency and, and add another pillar in Larry um, Joby Sorry, it's been a long day. Zach Wilson video up talking about PFF and what what George was talking about. A lot of those things. So it's an exciting time. There's plenty on the YouTube. Make sure you stay tuned.
2: Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit our store over at TeePublic.com. That's T E E Public.com.